we all run ourselves ragged trying to protect these people from themselves. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend Alfonso Rachel. And as you probably know, and Zoe certainly knows, uh, I've been out for about a week. I've been recording uh, video for what was originally an audio-only series for The Daily Wire called The Cold War, What We Saw. So I just wrapped up seven days of shooting consecutively and uh, 13 episodes. And I suspect the total runtime for this thing is going to be no less than 20 hours, 22 hours. So it's a lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, thank you for your patience and uh, and continued support. It's good to be back. Uh, Zoe, I was, um, very last thing I did uh, when I finally hung up the, um, the the Cold War coat and tie and stuff after lots and lots and lots of, I think it's 108 pages of teleprompter reading I had to do. When I finally hung up the um, the thing, the, the last thing I did going out of there was they just did some interview interviews, mm-hmm. questions for promotional purposes. And one of them was, what makes you, um, what made you so passionate about, you know, wanting to talk about the Cold War? And my response was, well, the further away it gets, the more cosmetics that get applied to communism and socialism. Uh, The thing to me that was the most important goal of that series was to continuously show people that the Cold War was not Coke versus Pepsi, you know, two roughly morally equal, you know, empires and and imperialists and all the rest of it, you know, for for this what we were, I was very uh, clear about America when America was at fault, but there's no comparison between the two. This was an empire of murder, and and what I realized is that it is obviously intentional to not only not only not to report what what evil the Soviets did, but to not report on anything that the United States did, except for, of course, our our vast transgressions. And so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about about communism, uh, just because it's still on my mind. Mm. Um, The entire idea, and and if you ask progressives this, put aside the instant, they didn't do it right, they didn't do it right, they didn't do it right, didn't do it right. Well, after you know, 13, 14 times and not doing it right and 100 million dead people, you may want to start thinking about whether this thing is, you know, doable. Uh, the argument I'm making is that, well, Mao and the Chinese and and the, the Soviet communists, it wasn't a question of doing it right or wrong. They did, it, they did it the only way it could be done, and that is through terror. If you ask a progressive about what their dream for the future is, they'll talk about paradise on earth, heaven on earth, you know, uh, everybody's equal. Everybody's got the same amount of stuff. Everybody gets along, and everybody works hard. This is the thing that are people who are calling for socialism don't understand. You know, is that they think socialism means I get a bigger check. It also means you got to be out there in the field at four in the morning on the collective farm. But I guess where I'm going with this is, uh, it was predicated on the idea that you could change human nature, that that you could. And this is really the key, was that you could expect the people who are forcing this on people could expect that working people would get up at 4.30 in the morning to take care of, take care of, a, of a, a cow that was having some kind of problem, even though we didn't own the cow. 
and that they would all voluntarily work as hard as they possibly could for no extra reward than they would if they were getting extra reward. They not only believe that, but they also believe that they could do it while they themselves robbed the country blind. You know, they had the best houses, they had cars, they're the only ones who had cars. And and I guess I guess the thing that that is most missing from young people's understanding of the socialism communism thing, certainly if you want to defend communism, the single most important thing you can do is is know as little about it as possible. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of knowing a little as much about it, and I'm looking forward to this series coming out too, man, because if folks want to get a proper history lesson, man, you tune into Bill Whittle, he'll do you. it right, man. Yeah, and because uh, as far as I'm concerned, when you talk about the Cold World, Cold the Cold War, I'm thinking, man, it seems like we're in a Cold War right now with, with COVID. You know, it's like, is everybody got a cold or something like that? And we're in a war for what uh, pharmaceutical we're going to take to deal with it. That's what it sounds like with a Cold War, uh, Cold War for me. But yeah, that's, you know, with, with communism being made fashionable, uh, the institutions that have infiltrated our education system to, to be able to make it, you know, and stylize it to where it just seems like something that's really digestible and uh, how you're going to pander to the to the uh, to the proletariat. And there's going to be this uh, this this romanticism, I guess, of being wards of the state. And we're just going to be taken care of. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's there's something somehow uh, the compassion element is able to get through despite the gruesome uh, uh, road to get there. Uh, but people are thinking that, hey, man, if we're in a society that's uh, socially dependent, uh, which isn't really what it is, you know, I mean, they think it's going to be a society and an institution of being each other's or brother's keeper. And it's like, man, you can't do that without heavy handed government. You know, that's, that's right. It's, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, just like you said earlier, man, people, you know, think that, oh, well, they just didn't do it right. Uh, or they did this and they, and they didn't do that. And it's like, man, you, it's, y- y'all are knuckleheads. I, the, the Lord calls stuff like that being stiff necked. It's like, man, you, you need to like kind of take a look around you for a second and just see how this thing plays out. You're doing it wrong. You always think that you could do this better. And uh, it's not going to turn out that way. So, you know, like I said, I hope people will turn will tune in for this series. I'm going to tune in, get my learn on too. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you mentioned COVID because. Uh, oh man, like a, YouTube's probably not glad that I. But dang it, there I go being a, uh, trying to be a knucklehead and trying to be cute and stuff like this. We are gonna get fired. We are gonna get fired from the internet. Sorry. Well, we can we can be deplatformed <laughs> from YouTube, but we can't be fired until you know every last member fires us. So <laughs> hopefully, we've still got a little uh, line left. Um, but this is something too. Um, I, I forget who said the quote, but uh, but you know, a, a state that is powerful enough to give you everything that you want is also powerful enough to take away everything that you want. Mm-hmm. And since communism is not only inhuman, it's anti-human. It is every single possible natural human inclination reversed. You love your family? Yeah, well, that's because your bourgeois will have the state raise the kids mm-hmm. so they can be properly indoctrinated with all the rest of this stuff and on and on and on. And, and, and I'm not so much as interested even in the details so much as I am about and I'm not even interested so much, although the only reason I'm not interested in it, in it is because it's been so talked about, is the economic ruin and the terror and the oppression and all of that. I think the one salient thing that stands out is just the disregard for human life. The, the, um, the Soviets handed out executions broadcast like this, just 
thousands at a time. Even the Nazis didn't didn't even come close to this in terms of their own people, right? Obviously, needless to say, they're 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 mass murderers, obviously. But in terms of just simply saying, yeah, kill kill twenty seven thousand of those people, and these people over here, our quota for them will be uh, you know one hundred and eighty five thousand. All the rest of it. What it comes down to is, is that, is that this there's when you have a total disregard for the individual then the individual gets ground up into the gears of 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 this state that is supposedly going to make everybody happy and when we all had to um get ourselves locked down because the government exercised more control over our lives during 2 years than they ever had certainly in my life in, in fact i think i could conf- confidently say that not even the civil war came close to the amount of totalitarianism that we just lived through a couple years ago and and the thing that i found about this was was that this seemed to make people meaner, much meaner? Mm. How come you're not wearing your mask? And so, you know, meaner, in, and 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 it and it bred the same kind of things too. It bred this kind of informant culture. You know, I'm telling on you, <laughs> you know, uh, because you're not doing everything that that we, that we all agreed is right for us, and and the misery that this thing generates. This that's just that's actually the only thing it produces in abundance is misery, and. No one talks about this, and I understand why they don't want to talk about it, but it is it is a genuinely evil thing. And having just spent so much time, not only the old uh, series that I just recorded, but I'm writing a new one as well about the, the Soviet um, terror masters, I realize that, and it's not me, Lenin. It's not even everybody else. Stalin was a bad guy, ruined Lenin's. No, 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 no. This all came from Lenin. This was all Lenin. Stalin just followed the, the model that Lenin built. But but Lenin, I don't know how many quotes I've read. It's got to be 30. Lenin basically says you cannot have communism, he said socialism actually, without terror, without 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 the population living in a perpetual state of such a high level of fear that they will do anything you tell them to do up to and including turn their parents in or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's the brutality of it. Mm-hmm. And and I guess, again, the only way to really cure people of it is to give it to them. But even just with the low-level socialism that, you know, that these modern weenie progressives are, are, <laughs> are foisting on us, it's not the murderous communism of you know. There's a you know four o'clock in the morning a black Maria pulls outside your door and or you're in an apartment complex and you hear the creaky elevator going up and you're sweating bullets until you hear it go past your floor because that means they're not coming for you tonight anyways. You get a couple hours sleep. Um, the thing the thing that strikes me the most is that modern modern progressives have never experienced real fear. Not. And, and most Americans haven't either. That genuine, sick-in-your-stomach kind of fear. And they're charging full speed ahead to get us to a place where that's basically the, all there is to eat, is fear. Indeed, man. And, you know, as I've said before, um, you know, you, you can't be dependent. You can't be dependent on anybody without allowing them to control you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a long time, man, that's that's where these leftists are. They, they forget you know, everything they seem to read is like dyslexic anyway. You know, they're culturally, you know, historically, politically, spiritually dyslexic, like in every way they are. You know, it's, it's, it's for like when even when they read, if they read, you know, or if they've heard of this thing called the, the Declaration of Independence, man, they, 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 they hear it as the Declaration of Dependence, you know, not yep. even a Declaration of Independence. That's what they declare all the time. You know, they feel like they're uh, entitled 
for, uh, to this institution that, you know, that we're supposed supposed to live in as if the state is supposed to issue happiness. And, and we, we know our founding documents say, uh, you know, you have the right to pursue it, you know, and, and you have the right to pursue your own. I think it's a given that you're supposed to pursue your own happiness, uh, not somebody else's. And uh, and like I said, this happiness is not supposed to be issued to you. You're going to be very disappointed, uh, you know, when that when that comes down, when it's when this happiness is rationed out to you, um, you know, but. You, you know, you mentioned the fear driven by fear. It's exactly, you know, the same tactic that's being used today, whether it's fear of a disease, uh, a fear of uh, people that you can't trust because of their national persuasion, um, things like that, uh, about being fear, the fear of a uh, sexist or, or this, this, you know, this patriarchy, this, uh, d- uh, mm-hmm. dominating patriarchy, you know, the, uh, the leftists, the Democrats, they're, they're putting all sorts of stuff out there for us to fear. Uh, and yes, that's, and it's the exact play, uh, playbook that, uh, you know, the, um, the, the four, forerunners of socialism, that's, that's exactly what they did. So you gotta have an enemy. You have to have. Yeah, that's that's exactly the answer right there. You that's know what I'm saying? Answer. You have to have yep. an enemy, and it's it's uh it's one of those things, Bill. It's really easy. Uh, it's cheap and it's easy and effective to unite people in hate and unite people in fear. Uh, even though you know, with this fear, they may run, you know, in in different in disoriented directions. But the bottom line is that the objective is still the same. The direction is chaos. And when these people are in this chaotic state, you know, they'll uh, the the state is 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 predictable. It's like lab rats, man. You yeah, know, this right. stuff is easily predictable. It's easily engineered. Like I said, it's cheap and it's easy. It's expensive to us, dang it. You know, but it's you know it's cheap to them. And uh, you know, and the thing is, one thing that I'm uh, that I guess uh, I would want folks to be very careful of is um, the the affection you know that people would have for and i'm not trying to say anything bad about the military and police you know they got by respect however when these people start laying down these heavy-handed policies and when the government starts cracking down on people who do they strong arming yeah they use the military and they use the police you know so be careful you know when we have those democrats out there talking about uh defund the police uh, the police are a patsy for them and they'll turn around and they'll use those uh, police as uh, the agents to get what they want, whether it's, you know, the p- police on the beat or the IRS, uh, you know, they're going to use these people. And um, so we just want to make sure that uh, we're, we're not so quick to, like I said, if you're going to, if you're going to defend, if you're going to defund the police, like I say, start with the unions. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great example. The unions, because the, uh, like, like the, um, the L.A. Unified School District, a teachers union here in Los Angeles, I think it's the largest single kind of public sector union in the country. And they are the most left leaning and they are also the most totalitarian and they're also the most inefficient and they're also the most cavalier about the outcome of their students. Mm. And it seems like teachers everywhere are, are, are like proud of the fact that they're turning our kids, you know, into into creatures as sick as as many of them are. The the thing th- this this is the thing about it. There is nothing fun there. Nothing. There's there's no fun. I talked to a guy who had a big influence on me and, and stopped me from ever believing in socialism or communism ever. 
was uh, 16 years old. I was working in the Miami Planetarium and had a friend named uh, Vasco uh, Yanchev, and he had escaped from Bulgaria, like swum under rivers, had guys with cigarettes, the guards with, you know, ready to shoot him on sight, that kind of escape. And he told me that of all the things in communism, he said, you would think, okay, so there's obviously you have fear of saying the wrong thing, your fear of being arrested, you have fear of, of you know, of, of somebody snitching on you, all these big fears. But he said the one thing that was that never left you was that every single moment of every day, there was a constant reminder of just how invaluable your life and your time was. The little things, stand in line for four hours to see if there's any bread in the store to buy, that kind of thing. You know, you have to wait 20 years to get a car, even if you somehow manage to save the money. You are just a cog in a vast machine and it's dehumanizing, demoralizing, and all the rest. And and so this is why you know the left is is rushing so hard towards it. We we saw that kind of tyranny. I, I saw a, a TikTok video of a of a guy uh, who was probably 20, 21 years old, and he's in his car and he's got his mask down. He's saying, "Today, you know." Today's the first day they're letting kids back into school without wearing their masks. And this pandemic isn't over. It's not over. Uh. I'm thinking, well, for a 20-year-old, you know, who doesn't appear to be morbidly obese or anything, you never had anything to worry about in the first place. But this kid's hyperventilating because he was terrified. He was terrified because he was made to be afraid. And he was made to be afraid so that he would comply with the people who aren't afraid of these things. Gavin Newsom went to the French Laundry at the height of the pandemic, sat next to next to 10 people from the medical profession, no mask at all. They're making you afraid of things that they're not afraid of in order to get you to do what they tell you to do. And I'll just close this up. You mentioned lab rats. I get to tell this joke in uh, in the series, so I'll tell it to you now. It's my favorite joke ever. The people who are the most stringent opponents of socialism are the people who had to live under it. Uh, mm. And... And everybody under that system understood that it was brutal and awful. So here's my favorite uh, joke from from the Russian people who really knew how to turn this misery into something that you could at least you know smile at or laugh at. So, uh, and uh, the later later days of the of the uh, Soviet Union, uh, this old babushka goes into um, Brezhnev's office, Leonid, Leonid Brezhnev, uh, you know. Chairman of the Communist Party, leader of the Soviet Union. And she goes into his office at the Kremlin and she says, I demand to see Comrade Brezhnev. And the guy says, well, Comrade Brezhnev is an extremely busy man and he does not have time for you. And she gets all huffy and she says, listen, I fought in the great patriotic war. I've been working on collective farms for the last 35 years. I am as good a communist as anybody. And I demand my right to see Comrade Brezhnev. I have one question for him, one question only. And when he answers that question, I will leave. And I said, well, you can wait that chair, but I don't think he's going to see you. So anyway, the whole day goes on and somewhere around two o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, Brezhnev's finally coming out, going home. And he's heard about this woman. He sees her sitting there. Ah, one question. What's the big deal? So so he says, yes, comrade, what 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 was your question? What can I do for you? And this woman said, comrade Brezhnev, my single question is, I would like to know whether or not communism was invented by scientists or whether it was invented by politicians. And Brezhnev says, politicians, of course. And the old babushka goes, I knew it. If it had been designed by scientists, they would have tested it out on rats first. <laughs> Where and are my drumsticks at, man? It's like leave that stinger. So we don't have the excuse that some people had to say, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. We do know what's going to happen. Um, just 
mostly wanted to put that out there. I know our audience already knows this, so just to wrap it up for our audience, the reason we're fighting this fight is because this is not a question of two different morally equal ideologies. It, it really isn't. There's one ideology that lives in the world of flawed human beings and has generated as much human happiness as it has been possible to obtain and is continually improving, at least until these clowns and jokers got their hands on it, continually improving. And then there's another one that cannot manufacture anything of any type and of any quality except for fear and misery. And and that's why we're here. That's why BillWaddle.com is here. It's why the Virtue Signal is here. It's why Zoe is here. Is because this is the ultimate battle here on earth that can be fought. It is the battle between good and evil. And the great irony is we all run ourselves ragged trying to protect these people from themselves, from their own philosophy. There are times when that can be very frustrating, uh, but it's necessary. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Virtue Signal.